Hello everyone, my name is Kaya May, and welcome to the first episode of the Growing the Game podcast. A little bit about me, I'm 20 years old, I am a student from the Greater Vancouver, BC area. I was born and raised a Canucks fan, um, still am a Canucks fan, a blessing or a curse, whatever you deem it may be. And yeah, I do follow other teams as well, and throughout this podcast, it won't just be Canucks-based, I I may talk about them a bit, especially in this episode, um, but I will talk about other teams and issues with the league and other leagues as well and league history and a lot a lot of little fun stuff is uh, coming your way. Um, it's not necessarily NHL specific, but hockey, hockey unspecific, let's call it. Uh, yeah, I hope you I hope you enjoy. My first guest today is one of my uh, Game Over Vancouver co-hosts, uh, Canuck Clay. Um, so this episode will be Vancouver Canucks based, but there there will be there will be more that won't. <laughs> if you are not uh, partial to hearing Bo Horvat over and over again, uh, just like Patrick Alvin is tired of hearing his name, probably. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I hope you enjoy this first episode. You can find us at, well, us, it's me, at GTGPod on Twitter. Subscribe to us on YouTube and follow us on your various podcast platforms, whatever, whichever one you prefer. Um, I am at RealKaiame on Twitter if you're curious. And yeah, sit back, relax, and listen to the very first episode of Growing the Game, the podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the inaugural guest of uh, Growing the Game. Welcome, a Canuck Clay, um, also fellow uh, Game Over Vancouver co-host. Kaya, thank you for having me. This is your first show, your first episode ever, and I'm your first guest. Truly, I'm honored, and uh, I know <laughs> that you can only go up from here, so that's that's a good thing. Maybe that maybe that was strategic. Don't don't put yourself too uh, too All right. down. All right. All right. Um, do you want to tell the listeners a little bit about who you are and like how you got into the Canucks and you know what uh, Canuck Clay, who Canuck Clay is? Sure, Canuck Clay is my YouTube and Twitter alter ego. My name is Clay Emo. I'm born and raised here in actually in Richmond where I still live. I live in Steveston now. And yeah, so 48 years old, married to my lovely wife, Gail. We have three children. Uh, Sean is 21, Jacob, who's 19, and Kayla, who is 15. When it comes to Canucks fandom, I've always been a fan ever since growing up. I have vivid memories of listening to every game on CKNW because they weren't all televised back in the day. And it was me and my dad and my brother just lying on my dad's bed, listening to the voices of Jim Robson and Tom Larshide. <laughs> on the radio. And then, so I would truly say I've been a fan ever since I was a, a young child. And then as I got, I got to go to maybe a game every year or a game every two or three years. And then really it wasn't until um, I'd say 2010, 20, maybe 2008, 2009, 2010, when the Canucks started to get really good, they were starting to at least press for playoff positions and, and press for president's trophies. And really it's, it, it my fandom kind of exploded, Kaya, with the explosion of social media. I think as soon as the 2010 Olympics happened, I, I started to do more on my YouTube channel. Then 2011, of course, the, the Canucks Stanley Cup run. And then Twitter started to get a little bit bigger during that time. And then you can throw in Facebook and Instagram. And then, <laughs> and then the TikToks and Snapchats, which I'm not, my kids don't allow me on, you know, all the, oh, all the yeah. cool ones. Yes, yeah. of course. I'll leave that for youngsters like you. But ultimately... <laughs> Ultimately, it was, um, I'd say, the last decade, last from 2010, 2011 to now, because of YouTube and because of Twitter, those two specifically, that's helped me grow my fan. I wouldn't even say it's a brand. It's not a shtick or anything. It's <laughs> truly who I am. I'm a positive fan who I think has a pretty good perspective on things. I'm able to articulate myself well. Hopefully, your your viewers and listeners will agree by the <laughs> end of this, of this episode. But uh, when I joke around about this GLCPC, the Good Looking Canucks Positivity Club, the emphasis is obviously on the positivity and not on the good-looking self-admitting club. No application fee. If I'm the founder, you know that the standards aren't that high. But really, it's it's just a way to rally the the positive fans. And it doesn't mean the the idealistic, the the ignorant, the stupid fans. It means fans that can, you know, they. I know we're going to talk about this. Can kind of see the light at the end of the tunnel and don't get too caught up in the Twitter madness, which I know that you are part of. Not a contributor to it, you know of it. So all to say, uh, I'm a season ticket holder as well for the past 12 years. So I, I invest a lot of time 
energy and money when it comes to content creation, but no one's forcing me to. And I would never tell anyone else how to be a fan or how to spend their time, energy, and money, but I choose to do it. Probably helps that my my wife's so supportive and my kids are a little bit older as well. So YouTube content creator and season ticket holder. Good. Thank you for that. Yes. Um yeah. Um, like you said, it was really interesting how you're just like, yeah, the rise of social media is kind of like like 2010, 2011. I'm just like, yeah, I was eight. Um <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> so no. and I mean this, I mean this respectfully to all your viewers and, and listeners. Yes, you are uh, and this isn't gross. This is the truth. You're young enough to be my kid because you are the same. You're 20, right? It's, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're right in the. You're right in between my two my two sons. So that that's kind of funny that way, age wise. Yeah. 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 No, it's certainly interesting seeing like the kind of like the spectrum of of like age ranges because I talk a lot of with a lot of people who are older than me on mm. social media stuff like that. But there's also like younger fans as well, and it's just like, yeah. Um, like when I think of like my dad, who my parents met during the 1994 playoff run, like during the cup wow. finals yeah. at like a family party or something like that. Or not a family party. It was like a friend's party. Anyway, they met because of the Canucks. So wow. yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty, pretty interesting. And like my, both my parents, oh, my mom was born, raised here. My dad moved here when he was young, but um, mm. yeah. Grew up so what you're saying is you're destined to be a Canucks fan then? Essentially, yes. I was or at least, destined yeah. or doomed, wh- whatever <laughs> way you put it. Um, yeah, fair. <laughs> yeah, so then it's certainly interesting seeing like kind of how the generational shift between every kind of group of fans goes. Um, yep. Especially in, in a market that's like Vancouver, uh, where, you know, 50, 53 years are we now? Yeah. 53, <laughs> 53 years. But you make such a good point, Kaya, because, and I, in all seriousness, I love working with you and Sam on Game Over because um, I'd say Sam is probably somewhere, it splits the, the difference between our age. So we got old man, we got young in, and we got the, the the middle person. But you, in a good way, represent, I guess, the way this game is going to grow, the way fandom is going to grow. It can't be us 45-year-olds, 48-year-olds, 50-year-olds. Yeah, we still are fans, but... It's you uh, and it's you that are good on social media and good at streaming and good at creating content. And you can express yourself, not just like craziness, but you can express yourself in an articulate and intelligent way. That's kind of what we need to continue uh, to bring in new fans and to, uh, I have no problem with bandwagon fans because that's how you, I'm not saying you are, but in general, because that's how you grow a fan base. You can't Mm -hmm. just have the same people the entire time. So keep it up. Honestly, you're doing, you're doing a great job. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like you said, bandwagon fans, which is something uh, Canucks <laughs> haven't had in a while. Um, I want to throw us back to something you already kind of touched on earlier, but um, it was back to now Clay and I go back to um, uh, October, but <laughs> on our first game over Vancouver episode, it was mentioned that while there's like sort of a spectrum and uh shout out sam again because she said that she like she's more critical view clay was the positive and i was right in the middle now uh, a few games later i was standing on my bed that's behind me uh, if you're watching on video and uh screaming because we had lost our seventh game i believe it was our seventh game in a row because the next game we would beat seattle yeah. but i just want to ask because you talked talked a lot about positivity um in your content kind of like staying i don't want to say impartial i don't know if that's the right word to use but Mm -hmm. you kind of like you kind of like mediate canucks discourse you know through (laughs) your own live streams and stuff like that um but you tend to focus on you know the good essentially when there is a lot that has gone wrong um in this organization especially in this past year Mm -hmm. i just want to say how do you stay positive in this market because it's a hard it's a hard job. It is hard. And I, I think, and to be honest, I know that everyone, not not everyone agrees with my approach. They they probably think I'm too much of a homer. I've been accused of working for the team before, <laughs> whatever it may be. And and I and I do have good real working relationships with a lot of people in their organization. Uh, so yeah, that goes without saying. But I truly think, Kaya, I, I think it's two things. It's my overall perspective because um, I... Some content creators may almost put up uh, a facade or or create an almost a different personality or identity 
here on social, right? And that's fine if, if that's the way they think they can do it. Or whereas I would say that for me, my my content creation, my social is is just an amplification of who I really am. So it's it's not fake, it's not a facade, it's it's who I am. So if I'd say my outlook on life is positive, maybe it's because of my faith, my relationships, my experiences, whatever it may be. So that's one piece. I think the second piece, though, Kaya, though, is is ultimately. And it's, it sounds so funny when I say, oh, I hope the Canucks win a Stanley Cup in my lifetime. But I'm 48. Yeah. <laughs> you just said the team's 53. So the team's only four or five years older than me. Mm-hmm. And there hasn't been a Stanley Cup yet. So it's not far-fetched to say that I may not. And gosh, even if I live to 105, there's a chance that I might not see the team win. So ultimately, and we got so close in 2011, as you know, in 94, where your parents met and not so close in 82, but those yeah. were our three, our three Stanley Cup finals. <laughs> no way there, how we got that far. <laughs> yeah, I guess the Islanders of all team. There's, there's a hope. Yeah. There's a hope. Mm-hmm. And that one day they will get there and they will win. And uh, it's so hard to say. Will that make 50, 60, 70, 80 years of of misery or of, of tough times worth it? That's up to an individual to say. But for me, for me, it, it will be worth it. And I, so it's those two things. It's it's having the proper perspective, I think, in life for me. And then it's also the, the hope of, of something greater, for sure. Yes, hope. That's... How about you as a 20-year-old, honestly? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, I have also said, you know, I don't know if I'm seeing a cup in my life. <laughs> and you're going to live 40 years longer than me, <laughs> I hope. <laughs> uh, no, um, yeah, it's kind of, it's difficult because I, I don't know. I feel like I also tend to look at the negative but I also I try I try and not necessarily make it positive but I try and make it comedic because it's like no. if you don't laugh you'll cry yes. um which I think is what Bruce Boudreau said near the end of his tenure with the Canucks um yeah it's <laughs> it's basically if you don't laugh you'll cry so I try yeah. if you I try and focus on more comedic bits sure like uh constantly just saying death taxes and uh Miller not back checking or something like that. I don't know. I, I reuse the same bits over and over again. I've been called out on it. Somebody probably should at this point. But <laughs> yeah. So it- of, of your friends, then let's say your friends, the non-content creator friends, say you're more casual Canucks fans or simply friends for of school or work that know that you do this but might not follow the team as 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 closely as you. Do they get it? Do they get your fandom? Do they think you're delusional? Do they actually think you're too positive, too negative? I'm, um, I'm curious. Sometimes they think I'm a little too into it. Yeah. I've heard that before. Um, but I don't know. They A lot of my friends who don't know hockey just really just have no idea what's going on most of the time. So they're just like, oh, okay, good, good for you. But otherwise, um, I don't know. I don't really... It's It's funny. I don't talk about hockey a lot with people like outside of the internet and stuff like this i Mm. i when i'm talking like the one hockey related conversation i think i've had was at my school when i was wearing my i was wearing a matthew kachuk flames jersey and a guy passed me in the hallway and just goes oh i the flames suck or something like that he says something like flames suck and i was just like canucks do too because it was the day i don't remember what day it was but it was just after Rutherford had said something in some press conference that had happened while I was like driving to school. I think it was the mm-hmm. video where I, the day where I recorded a video, like screaming in my car. Yeah. That was like just when I got to the parking lot and I was like reading through the quotes of what happened. And I was like, you gotta be yes. kidding me. And so like, that was just after it happened. So I just said Canucks suck. Cause I was like, that was my response. I was wearing a flames jersey. That's not what you're supposed to do in Vancouver. And then he goes, <laughs> go Leafs. And I'm like, that makes no sense but that's like the most hockey related conversation i have typically so some of you you worked out flames canucks and leafs all into one passing conversation yeah yeah, essentially essentially this conversation that lasted like 10 words i think i don't know dude was like halfway down the hallway by the time i said okay like i I don't know where he went but yeah it's certainly (sighs) Yeah, I don't talk a lot about hockey in my real life now that I'm re- thinking no. about it. Like, I, I, I do with, like, a few of my friends that, like, some follow the game somewhat, but right, it's it's not really... Some people don't... They, I'm not necessarily classified as, like, good or bad. I have been told I'm a little negative on JT Miller, but um, that's just because I have friends that really like JT Miller, so... Gotta <laughs> balance them out. Balance them... Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm like, the... I'm 
on like the opposite side of like the the uh the group chat like kind of balance it's just like mm-hmm. some of them like jt miller and then there's me mm-hmm. and there's fluff going everywhere by the way <laughs> there's nothing wrong with a good car vlog once in a while oh yeah yeah, yeah. no i've I, I've seen yours and I have been tempted to, but I'm like, I don't know if my phone battery is going to last that. Oh, it's so funny. People, especially when I started, were like, oh man, the guy can't even afford a studio or a microphone or a, or a camera. And I said, no, I have 10 minutes on a break and yeah. this is perfect timing. I, I can go, I'm coming back from lunch or coming into work and I can just do it real quick. And it, it worked out really well. Yeah. 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 No, it's like, it's very, it's very convenient. Yeah. Cause I'm like, I'd also feel so self-conscious to just walking <laughs> through my campus or just like sitting in a corner and just like trying to do this in like the middle of a Starbucks and I'm just like, exactly. it's not, it's not working. So yeah, the car's perfect place. There you go. Um, Good, good acoustics too. Yeah. Great acoustics. <laughs> <laughs> Great acoustics, you know, there's might be a little like dirt because I have a dog that likes to run around in my car, but you know. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, he he likes to go on adventures. Anyway, get back to the Canucks. Yeah. More recently, uh a week from the a week ago from the day we were recording this, um, Bo Horvat was traded to the New York Islanders. Mm-hmm. Um in this is such a funny day. I was driving home from school. I immediately see all the texts in the game over group chat and like notifications from Twitter. And I'm like, what happened? Something happened. Oh, got traded to the Islanders. <laughs> and it was the same day I met Trevor Linden. And so. Wait, yeah, you met Trevor last Monday? Last Monday. Yeah. There was like a signing. It was a signing event thing oh, at, like, yes. at a mall in Surrey. So I went and I got, I got a poster sign and the posters from like the uh 91 92 season mm. one of my dads and i i the guy that was there like giving the stuff to trevor he was saying he's like how'd you get this because obviously i don't look like i'm born <laughs> in the early 90s or like alive in that time period and right, then i was like right. oh it's my dad's and then trevor said i was a good daughter and i was like hell yeah but <laughs> that's pretty that's pretty cool pretty cool but he was super nice like we were there past closing time because there was so many so many people there at the mall but awesome um yeah it was certainly interesting because everyone in the lineup was talking about the Bo Horvat trade and I thought it was kind of interesting because you know another captain that got traded to the New York Islanders was Trevor (laughs) Linden um I just want to know what were your thoughts about the return and now (laughs) yeah what are your thoughts on the contract yeah. So when it happened, Kaya, I was in a work meeting and my boss um, knew that I like to vlog and try and get outside, even, even not even make it to my car. Sometimes I just get outside my building. So I'm not doing it in work time or, or in my <laughs> office. And, uh, and I couldn't escape. And, but what I said on that day, I still stand by is obviously when the Canucks chose to hitch their wagon to JT Miller at the end of August, 2022, we knew that um, the writing was on the wall for Bo, which would have been uh, unbelievable, unfathomable if you if we talked about this a year ago or two, mm-hmm. a year and a half ago and said, guess what? The Canucks are actually going to trade their longtime center captain uh, for um, and and keep a guy who, um, as his teammate called him, a hothead today. So so I knew something was going to happen when it did happen. I was surprised when it did happen, as opposed to closer to the trade deadline. Admittedly, I get there's risk of injury, blah, blah, blah. And I was definitely surprised to the team because we've heard Boston and Carolina and Colorado uh, teams that were contending and bowl would be a perfect supplementary piece to put them over the top, but to come in and and really to, to say, no, he's going to be our number one center playing on top line. And he's going to help us maybe with a, a couple other minor moves, get over the hump. You know, that, that's not a stretch, but it's certainly what, uh, not what I was expecting. For the return, Kaya, if you look at three assets and you say it's Beauvillier, it's Aturatu, a, a decent, a more than decent prospect, mm-hmm. and and a protected first-round pick, whether it's this year in a deep draft or next year. For rental, potentially, we didn't know at the time that Horvat would resign and go along with the Islanders. So I was actually fine with it. I really was. I said for for a player who we know we're not going to resign, and we I don't want to risk losing for nothing. I.e. Tanev and and Markstrom to fully. Yeah, uh, three assets, pretty good. And if one or two of them hit, awesome. Then when he resigned, uh, when he extended, I know not not everyone shares this, but I think then it makes you think. Oh man, now uh, 
maybe we could have got a little bit more knowing that, mm -hmm. uh, but we would, we would have never known during the trade that he was going to resign because the Canucks didn't allow um, Horvat's agent to talk to other teams because you, you give up leverage. So there's all these things at play, much smarter people than me trying to figure all this out. <laughs> I'm still okay. I'm still okay with it. I, I like Horvat, as you know, my favorite player when he was with the Canucks, I don't want him to fail miserably. You kind of want the Islanders to fail miserably because uh, then we get our pick of, you know, two good years of draft picks, but um, we'll see if he's enough to put them over the top. I'm okay with the return. It wasn't brutal. I do wish we got a little bit more, but beggars can't be choosers when when you're in our position, I think. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. I do understand that. Um, yeah, like you said, like the teams that he could have gone to, I, I, I really thought he was going to go initially in the beginning of the season to Colorado because they lost their second line center in Nazem Kadri when he signed yeah. in Calgary. Um, and so I was really thinking, I was like, yeah, no, Bo could be a good second line center. And then Colorado, you know, dips with, injury problems now they're in like the second wild card spot which who would have seen that coming yeah. um and then well obviously no one saw that coming but um yeah they're definitely i really thought that it was gonna be colorado and then boston kicking in Bo Horvat feels like a Bruin which feels bad because he was the Canucks captain and like long time I, I guess yep. not during when we lost to the Bruins but like in the last in the years when you know the pain was still there yeah I feel bad saying he feels like a Bruin but he feels like a Bruin and um it just feels I, I just thought it felt right that if he went to Boston I don't know why I was okay with that because mm -hmm. like that even like more locks in you know a decent playoff run for this dude and yeah we've seen him in the playoffs he was a beast in the bubble but yes i don't know and then the islanders like i get it they're trying to get back to where they were before last year and admittedly last year started bad because they started like 17 games on the road or something like that because their <laughs> arena wasn't finished which yeah nice planning there yeah. Of, yeah great planning and like even the even though like i swear the it started later last year and then i think harry styles had like concerts at ubs arena before the islanders even got to play or something so wow. something ridiculous but yeah the islanders they're trying to get back to you know bringing tampa the tampa bay lightning on their way to a cup to six or seven games in the east conference final like they're trying mm -hmm. to get back to that I understand that, but at the same time, is Bo Horvat the guy that's going to fix that for you? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, that, that's a really, really good point. And um, yeah, do you believe him, by the way, Kai, when he says that, oh, this is one of our, our top destinations all along? <laughs> mm, I feel like I just, people are saying... Uh, I saw just before we started this, I saw a tweet that was just like, oh, just say you want it out. Like, come on. But I, I just feel like that's just not who Bo is. Like, he's not one to, um, I don't know, crap on the former organization or he's not yep. one to like stir shit up, essentially. Like, even at the beginning or a few months ago, he said, I will not mention any more contract deals, contract negotiation, like talk or something like that. He said that in like a statement um, a few months ago, I believe now. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah. So I don't know. I feel like that's just not who Bo is to kind of have that uh, forwardness with. Right. Um, I don't Displeasure isn't really the right yeah. word, but kind of, yeah. Like also New York, Long Island, it seems all right. I mean, um, he can talk to Matt Barzell about <laughs> stuff. I don't know. I just, yeah, I just, I just know that Matt Barzell's from here. It's, I, I, uh, yeah, I don't know. I hope he has a great time in Long Island. Yeah. I think the return, I just don't know that much about, like, I've heard a lot about, uh, Atu Ratu from you know different people across yeah. are much smarter than i am about prospects because i'm like i see a prospect and there'll be like one thing that they do or like an ahl like when phil di giuseppe scored the first ahl game i went to um actually uh late last year was uh the teddy bear toss for abbotsford and he yep. almost got a hat trick Ooh. so like i i was like i saw him get called up and i was so happy for him and then he scores tonight it was, it yeah. was great um <laughs> and then or like uh rc baines you know he's yep. from surrey so like i have to like him um 
yeah so like with prospects i'm very like okay well it's just a little guy so i have to like it but then yep. I, I don't know anything about prospects on a, this this Connor Bedard. I don't know who that guy is at all. Um, Sounds pretty good. And he's from he's here. Not, his name's Connor, so of course he's got to be good. <laughs> um, yeah, and he's from here. There you go. Um, yeah, no, I and then Beauvillier. I saw a lot of people hyping him up, but that's I think that's just because he's like Matt Barzell's BFF or something like that. Yes, that's and, true. And so I'm like getting all that because I'm on like the cusp of of like hockey stan twitter what i would like to call it because it reminds me of my days when i was on one direction stan twitter yeah and like the actual like people who like and now analyze this essentially um like i'm kind of in the middle of the two and so i saw people all calling like povillier like (laughs) i saw do you know what a meow meow is uh, like, is it more than a cat? See, I'm not very cool. I'm 40 okay. years old. Yeah, no, no, no. I know. I know. I was like, I feel like I should explain but, this before I say it, but it's like a term of endearment. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, and people are saying that about him. And then I look at him like, is this guy good? I don't know. I don't know. People like him, but that doesn't necessarily mean he's good. Right. Right. That's the yeah. Pro- yeah. yeah. That, no, that's such a good point. Cause we don't know much about him, whether you call him a meow meow or a wolf wolf or whatever you want to call him. So <laughs> I, I think He's probably the the least uh, sexy or least intriguing uh, asset that came back because Ratu could be what we Horvat turned into a good solid second line center. Mm-hmm. This first round pick, if the Islanders miss the playoffs this year, they might still give it to us, or they might put all their eggs in one basket and the basket and do even worse next year. Now we have a top five, top ten pick next year. So who knows what that's going to turn out to be? You never know. Bovillier, you know, you could flip him this year you can flip him next year four yeah. million dollar contract with it so we'll see but I, I hear what you're saying but i i i've heard a lot of good things about him i've heard about his his friendship with matthew barzell so and how hurt he was that he got traded so uh we'll we'll see um he had a decent first outing um but uh yeah a long way to go for sure yeah definitely and considering i feel like he especially because you know ratu's not going to have a lot of um hate i want to say hate but like disdain coming for him because you know he'll be in abbotsford yeah. and that's like an hour away um and then uh the first round pick doesn't is not a actual human yet so <laughs> uh <laughs> they can't really get hated on but then you know you get uh this yeah he's you, you in, get this he's group. here in the he's flesh. here in your organization he has number yeah. 72 on his sweater like yeah. that that's your that's the guy you got so i feel like he's gonna get a lot of flack for the next few few weeks months years no, days. <laughs> that is such a good point because he is the tangible visual asset of the trade right now that's a really good point and just imagine kaya Ibo lights it up in new york he might not but imagine if he lights it up or gets off to a really good start and then mm-hmm. let's say our bowl Beauvillier doesn't yeah and, and yes. it's unfair to make that uh, obviously that comparison because they're not they weren't traded one for one but that's what mm-hmm. we see right now yeah it's certainly these unfair comparisons you see it a lot of the time or especially it wasn't a one-for-one but especially one-for-one situations or like i don't know i feel like bolvillier to the canucks is going to be the guy that was traded for bo horvat kind of like how erickson was the guy that was traded for tyler sagan for a while (laughs) when he was in boston um (laughs) that's good that's a good poll that was good that was good shout out louis erickson (laughs) i love that and do you know that nhl rumor bot Yes. Yeah. Did you see the one where it was like Gary Bettman is stepping down as commissioner and Louis Erickson is going to replace him? Did you see what, what, that? I missed it. What was this recent? It was a few, I don't know if it was a week ago, but it was a few okay. days ago. I, I saw it and I just burst out laughing. But yeah, um, yeah. considering, <laughs> I hope Louis Erickson, because I think he's in, he's playing in Sweden right now, I believe, mm. if I remember correctly. So he, he is playing. He is playing professionally, yeah. And then uh, there's a lot of people who are still playing professionally. You know, Yarmir Yager yeah. just, you know, scored his, his 1,099th professional goal. Now, that guy's even older than me. That's impressive. Yeah. yeah. He's drafted in 1990. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, now with this first pick that may be this year, maybe next yep. year, if the Islanders can kind of sneak out of the... Because I believe if it's like within the first 12 picks, then do they get it or do they decide? No, you're right. So if the Islanders end up with a pick in the first 12 picks, 
they have the option to keep it. They actually don't okay. have to. Okay. Okay. So there is an argument where if they finish 11th or 12th, they, I don't know why they do this, but they could give it to the Canucks conceivably. Okay. Yeah. I was, uh, I, I saw my understanding was it was like, they have, they don't get the pick whatsoever. If it's, if it's within that, but okay. That kind of makes sense. Right. Like they can choose. Yeah. Um, Say the Islanders get into a playoff spot. Um, yeah. We get that then they pick. give us the pick. Yes. We get, we get that pick. It's still pretty decent. Hopefully we'll do better than that one draft where, who do we draft first? And then we drafted Jared McCann later in the. Uh, Britannon and McCann. Britannon and McCann. Same, in 2014. Yeah. I was like, it's because I was like, Jared McCann, that doesn't feel like it was 2016. Like that feels like it's too late. Yeah, it was 2014 yeah, when we could have had Nylander instead of Britannon, but. Could have had a lot of guys. <laughs> but a lot of Ehlers. <laughs> no, I sometimes I look at the 2014 draft and cry. Uh-huh. Um, or the Can we do that? Yeah, okay. I knew you were going to go there. 2016. Yes, exactly. Yeah, no. As like as personally as a Matthew Kachuk fan, I just cringe in- internally every time I see that. Um, <laughs> no, you're <laughs> like, right. As, as rare as we are in Vancouver, there are a few. Um, yeah. Uh, I just want to ask, you know, with this first, either this year or next, whatever the yeah. Islanders can, whatever Lou Lamorello decides when he wakes up from his afternoon nap, um, <laughs> Buddy probably naps more than I do, and I'm a college student. Like, that's not okay. Um, uh, yeah, where do you see the Canucks? I don't want to say five years down the line because that makes it yep. feel like a job interview. <laughs> Like that just gives me flashbacks to like mock interviews in grade 10. That's that's awesome. Yeah, but like where do you see the Canucks, you know? If with there's multiple different paths, it's like a choose your own adventure essentially, but like you're not choosing the adventure, like somebody else is choosing the adventure for you. But it's like, you know, Pedersen becomes captain. Pedersen could very easily I know he said that he likes the city and everything, but could yeah. very this easy uh easily leave in a few years uh could yeah. do you i i know it's it's not something i like to think about but there sure. is like that looming reality that that could happen um and then you know quinn hughes is locked up is oel still with us that sounded morbid is oel still playing for the vancouver canucks <laughs> yeah don't don't clip that part that's for sure is OEL still with the team? I mean, oh my gosh, I'm sorry, Oliver. I promise yeah. I don't hate you, but <laughs> that was that was pretty funny. That was pretty <laughs> funny. Okay, so this is where I see the and by the way, I, I just realized because I was gonna tie this in my answer, I never I'll do this quick. I never answered your last part of the Horvat question about the actual the extension, eight years times eight and a half, sixty-eight million dollars. Obviously, that wasn't money that we were gonna be able to give him. Uh, given Pedersen's got to be resigned, Kuzmenko and Miller, obviously, and, and all the big tickets we have already. So with any, Kaya, with any big seven or eight year contract that's that you sign a guy in his late 20s to, the first four, five years might be good. The last two or three years might not be so good. But you're not, when you sign this and when you're trying to lock Horvat up, you're not worried about the last three years of this contract. You're worried about the first four or five. So um, be very interesting to, to watch it parallel to JT Miller's contract, I think, as we go. Because they're, in essence, the same length. They're off by a year, but mm-hmm. similar money. Okay, so five years from now, speaking of Miller, no Horvat. <laughs> I do think Miller's still here because he basically has a no trade that kicks in uh, this summer. So if they do want to move him, you have to move him now. Mm-hmm. Um, I do see PD as the captain. That means Hughes is coming off of his big six-year deal for four or five years from now. Where do I see them? I actually see them as a playoff team. I truly believe that, but I don't know if that's still as crazy as it sounds, if that's still enough time to amass enough assets to be a true contender. Because if you look at true superstars on this team, PD and maybe Hughes, Demko should be solid because Minko's fun, but he's only got two years left. Um, Yeah. OEL, he's at the end. Myers is gone, but even if you get a Bedard or Fantelli or a Mishkov or any of these guys that everyone's raving about, do they come in and do they have an instant impact or are you still missing a, a bunch of blocks from this team? So in five years from now, I, I can't sit here and say, oh, they're Stanley Cup champions. I would love to say that they are at least uh, in the top half of the league and at least battling to get out of one or two rounds, but can't sit here and say that they're going to be a champion, but I'm also not going to sit here and say that they're still going to be where they are right now because that would be... Man, yeah, th- those five years to the last eight years. Can you imagine if 
if you were talking five years from now, I'm 53, you're 25. So you're still normal age. And I'm trying to figure out how to sit down properly. It'll be, it'll be crazy. It'll be crazy if we're talking about 14 years of fertility now instead of nine. Yeah, no, it's certainly, yeah. Yeah. Cause in five years, the only contract that is still signed up until that length is JT Miller. Yes. Um, because yes. yeah. Oh, we all, yeah, because, oh my gosh, it's 2023. So yeah, 2027, 28. Um, Hughes is a UFA. Oh, we a UFA. <laughs> um, yeah. A lot of these guys are probably retired. Um, yeah, we don't have a lot of our core. And I get it. You know, a lot of the kind of... I I don't want to say that Quinn Hughes and Lace Pedersen are kids, because they're not. They're older than me by a few years. But... <laughs> um, they're still young. They're still yeah. young players. And yeah, yeah. Um, I think. And, and Petey's saying the right things. Like, uh, I'm not sure if you heard that interview he did yet with, with Friedman and Merrick. It was good. And he says, uh, and I believe him when he says that he's happy to be in Vancouver, that he loves the city. His agent has intimated that they are going to work on an extension. If you're the Canucks, you lock him up as long as you can for as much as you can now. And at least because he's the one guy that's going to help attract free agents to this team. If you don't have him, then who, who what are you attracting people to? I, I really think that he's got to be the priority. I, I do think the Canucks will make him. So who knows five years from now, he'll be 28. He'll be 29. So that's still maybe not the prime, but at least he's not washed up yet. And maybe, maybe, yeah, you're right. Hughes resigns that that's going to be a tricky one. Or he might bolt to play with his brothers. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Did you see the, uh, the, graphic that was floating around about the I did. proposed trade yeah. and i'm just sitting there i'm like no people want them so badly all on the same team and i get it that would be cool but at the same time please let us have one thing <laughs> let us have one thing you can have uh luke you know yep. you don't even have him yet but you yeah. guys are doing great with jack luke's gonna be great yeah you don't need a third good one let us you have, have a preference? something do you have a preference between PD and Hughes? Just overall, who you like, the game, leadership, all those things, or do you have actually oh. a preference between the two of them? Between the two of them for captain, I guess. Yeah. Or I just overall, captain. like overall. which player do you like better? Yeah. Oh my gosh, overall, um, I feel like I relate to Quinn Hughes more, but that's mm. just on a facial expression standpoint. Um, <laughs> Buddy looks looks like he's having the worst time playing yeah. in like the top league of his sport. Like at all yeah. times, it is so funny. Like I've seen, I've seen that dude smile like ten times. I swear. Yeah. Um, I ha- I'm with I you. do, I do have, I have a Quinn Hughes poster. You can't really, his name's blocked out by the sloth, but that is a Quinn Hughes thing. But I also have like a Pedersen poster that I haven't put up. I have a yep. Horvat poster, and now I guess I shouldn't put it up. Or you can do it as as a tribute to him, whatever could, you want. I could. It's your yeah. room. It's yeah. my room. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but no, I don't. I both like them. I feel like because Quinn Hughes is one of more of my favorite players. I like Quinn Hughes. Oh, that's hard. <laughs> yeah. That's really hard because I could see Patterson as a captain, but I yeah. I I don't know. Maybe yeah, when they first when they first came in, I thought like Petey was was good, but I thought Quinn Hughes was unlike any other defenseman we've had mm-hmm. ever, truly. But as I see the special things that PD does and as PD gets more comfortable, I think Hughes is very comfortable in front of the media, but it's like, if, if you're happy, someone tell your face, right? He's very, like you kind of said, you've seen him smile 10 times in, in three years or four years. Um, I, I used to him laboring. He's always laboring, like not in labor, but he's laboring. He's, he's always, it's always difficult for him to not to speak. He's very smart and very eloquent, but I do like how I think PD will be a bit more raw. Maybe that's good. Maybe that's bad. But uh, I certainly can't complain. What, what's crazy is as we're talking, you know how we always talked about the core being PD and Hughes, Horvat and Besser and Demko, right? The, the big five. Yeah. Can you imagine now Horvat's gone and if the rumors are that Besser might be next? Demko, I don't believe the rumors. So I, I still think you stay with, with PD, Hughes and Demko. But who knows if Besser's the next to go? Yeah, I'd be really sad. I don't know. I, I personally really like Brock Besser. So it's yeah. like it's like he's my favorite player on the team. Yeah. Um, yeah. And... So yeah, I literally last year when the when the black skate came out actually last February in 2022, I got it. Um, and it was like the first game I had been to in like four years, I think. And wow. and I was like so paranoid that he was gonna get traded, so I bought it as like a good omen type thing. And then I wore it to the game the day before the trade deadline. 
um because we played buffalo we lost in overtime that night but um wow. we played buffalo it was tyler mott's last game with us um but yeah i remember i remember oh, good like, memory vivid yeah, memory very vi- well <laughs> no i just remember arguing with my sister because it was either me or her that was going to go with our with our dad and i was just like <laughs> it's the last game before the trade deadline can i like buy you mcdonald's in exchange for that she's like deal so you know, oh, teenager, good, teenagers are easy, easy to deal with. Yeah, you're a good negotiator. That was exactly, great. exactly. Yeah, no. Um, but yeah, I'd be really sad if Brock goes. I understand, you know, change of scenery, but we also just signed him too for three more years. Yeah. I remember staying there on Canada Day. People are making jokes about it. And I was like, I was dog sitting at the time. So I just got to this, this house. I was, I was, I was, you know, watching the dog for, and I'm like celebrating and the dog's like wondering what the hell is this person doing? <laughs> And I'm like, oh, it's because I was so happy. Yeah, well, it's not um, the dog's fault. He's not a Canucks fan, so that's exactly. okay. Exactly. That that dog did not understand most things. So he, <laughs> he, I don't think I don't think he knew his name, um, to be honest. But yeah. And then um, Miller. Cool. Yeah. Miller signs. I remember when the Miller deal. Honest, those two deals are going to be compared, like you said, for the rest. Yep. For the rest of their careers, honestly, because that's probably by the time these contracts are ended, they're going to be like you know league men couple mil, million dollar guys I, oh, I'm it's so true so true because that's that's basically the rule yeah, that's what happens an nhl player that's what happens like that's mm-hmm. probably what's going to happen to kane and taves yeah <laughs> next year do their contracts run out actually i think end, end of this year yeah i think it's the, i think that's okay. why they're such valuable, valuable trades now. yeah yeah because they yeah. want like one last shot, I think. Yep. Is- and Chicago will be happy. It makes them even worse. Although I don't know how you can get any worse, but yeah. <laughs> They're so bad. They're so bad. <laughs> um, yeah, no. Um, I definitely think that they're gonna be pit against each other. And they were pit against each other here. They're gonna be pit against each other across the continent. Great um, point. now. Um because yeah, all of last year it was like locker room conflict and who were they going to sign? Who were they going to trade? Obviously, now we know the answer to that. But um, yeah. with Miller, uh, I remember I was coming back from I was I was I was shopping that day. It was it was the Aritzia warehouse sale in downtown Vancouver, and I came back and I'm like, I need to take a nap because <laughs> I had left the house at like six in the morning to go to the convention center. I drove. Yes. It was not fun. Um. And then I, it was a long day. And then I get home and I'm like, I'm going to take a nap for a little bit. And I get into bed and I'm like, you know, scrolling on my phone because it's a bad habit. But I'm scrolling yeah. on my phone before I fall asleep. And then I see a notification. I didn't even see the notification from the Canucks. I saw it from Steve Dangle. <laughs> that said something like GTATM or something like that. And I was like, oh. you've got to be kidding me. And I see it and I'm like, no. <laughs> Well, there was the oh, omen. There was the omen, Kaya, that you were gonna join SDPN. Oh yeah, there's the omen. <laughs> exactly. No, it's it was like I saw that. That was the first notification I saw. It's like why did why did things related to SDPN keep notifying me of like big player transactions with my team? <laughs> this the bow trade. Yeah. No. Um. It's meant yeah, to be. Meant to, meant to be. Yeah. Um. I do understand now why the Canucks didn't sign him. I feel like when Horvat said, um. I'm going to test myself this year, which on honestly, good for him. You know, yeah. it's always good to, people have been using this phrase a lot now, get the bag, uh, okay. essentially, especially especially in this year, this kind of current NHL where it's like a centerman, a decent point scoring centerman is worth yep. a lot of money. So he's like, okay, I want to risk the inflation a little bit. Let's go. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he goes on an insane tear, breaks his goal scoring record and like, not half the games, but a significant yeah, two thirds. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, significant because he only hit thirty one last year, and then he broke his foot. Um, and then this year he gets it, and it's like what January, like he gets yeah. it before the All Star break, and then he's like voted in, and then it... yeah, that's a whole issue with itself, the All Star stuff. But um, it's certainly yeah. Uh, I think. Oh, where was I going with this? Horvat bag. <laughs> Uh, Horvat bag, yeah. When the when Horvat said I'm going to test myself this year, the Canucks were like, okay, then we have to. We're essentially going to have to sign Miller because Miller's going to take a lesser deal than what Bo thinks he's going to get, and Bo yeah. obviously got a bigger deal. Um, even you know his new GM thinks it's too big of a deal, but yeah, that was yeah. funny. 
That was really funny. And then Bo was just like, he said in an interview, I think today, he was like, I agree with him. And I was like, I mean, I guess good for you. I And then I saw the, the New York Islanders social media admin. They were very possessive over Bo, Bo Horvat before I swear he even landed on Long Island because wow. he signed he signed the contract and they put eight more years but I'm like you he hasn't played a single game aside from the all-star game which I don't know if you can count you can't count that even though there's no. like offside reviews but you yeah. can't count that they said eight more years where's the more where did it start <laughs> yeah exactly yeah eight years or just yeah that what maybe they're excited they're excited they're, they, they, I, they I get it i get it you know they can be excited they can have their little moment but uh <laughs> he was ours first he was ours he first was. you always remember your first <laughs> yeah at first what i'm not sure by the way and speaking of actually unrelated because this is gonna sound gross now so full stop period it's funny you mentioned the bag <laughs> because it sounds fine when like a cool 20 year old like you says it. if i said that I, I might get uh, like arrested or like uh, something bad. I don't know. I I don't know. I've seen I've seen people start complaining about people using it. Because, really? Yeah, because it's like everyone is saying. I feel like it started and then it started with like the younger kind of group of yeah. of people, like millennials and stuff like that. And then now it's like kind of spread, and now every single person on the internet is using it to specifically yeah. describe the situation. Well, let's start um, a new one. What would you call it? Oh, I'm like, not good with coming up with stuff. I do, do people still say bricks of money? They do, right? Bricks of money? You have you ever heard that? No, bricks of money. No, bricks of money. I don't know. Okay. I don't know if I. I think I've heard that in like movies. I've never heard that like somebody actually say that to me. Because like, no. if you think about it, do you actually get physical money? No, you Anymore? you. Exactly. It goes right into your bank account. Exactly. And I don't know. Get the bag. I don't know where it started, but right. it started so, somewhere and now people are overusing it for the Bohorvat contract. Right. It should be like get the EFT. <laughs> no. Get, okay. get, get, get the signing bonus. Get the signing bonus. Oh yeah, it says uh images for brick of money. Anyways, I looked it up. Maybe brick of money was more my my generation for sure. Yeah. Um <laughs> speaking of we kind of mentioned this the all-star game. Yep. Just as a quick little thing, um, sure. what were your honest thoughts about? I, yeah, I uh, so Horvat and Pedersen last ride and all that aside, uh, to talk about the All Star Game in general, I do think, and I've heard other people say this, so, but I I do think the NHL is, is stuck. Is stuck. They're trying to make it a fun thing for the the paying customer who's there live yet they are appealing to their corporate sponsors and they're trying to make the game more accessible to kids. So you try and put all those three things together. And I think it, it's a little clunky. It was like uh, you had, you had, you had uh pre-taped events, which I get, which is fine. They always try and do something that's kind of local to the, to the city they're in, but then you have events where you have one round and you don't do it again for another half an hour, an hour. It's just, it was just really hard to follow quite frankly. Mm-hmm. That was the skills competition. Honestly, yes. I was so mad watching that because I even I only watched it for about 10 minutes before my yep. power went out. That's right. So, yeah. So I'm sitting here and I'm like working on it. I was working on an assignment at the time and I have it on my other monitor and it's it's playing, it's playing and I'm it's like they're doing the tendy tandem and then like Mitch Marner comes in. He's like some Miami Vice dude and him and PK Subban repeat the same line over and over again. As a former theater kid, that kind of made me bad. I was like, someone missed a cue here. They didn't read the script. And as I, I, I honestly didn't really memorize scripts back then, but like I knew when the cue was essentially. Yeah, they, you knew it. You felt like, it. Yeah. Like I get it. You know, they're hockey players. They're not. Yeah theater people but did, yeah. can you care um yeah yeah and i it was a little bit of a letdown and then mm. the the actual all-star game festivities i want to say i feel like they they need to get rid of the offside review it's supposed to be fun and they're like i feel like it's supposed to be fun but they're also i don't want to say making it too fun or to making it too relaxed yeah the breakaway challenge <laughs> Um, yeah, they want to. Sorry. Yeah, go go. I'm just saying it's not even entertaining anymore. Yeah, no, it's like 
And last year, you know, it some of them some of them were entertaining, like you know Trevor Zegers scoring blindfolded, Jack Hughes and the little magician thing that he was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but then Alex Petrangelo wins because oh, it's Vegas, and of course the house went. I thought that was so stupid. I thought that was so stupid. I was so mad about that last year. Um, and then this year, I know last year, like Alex Dabrinkit did the whole hangover thing, and I guess that's not exactly kid friendly, but you know, <laughs> but it was Vegas, as, yeah, yeah. As it's Vegas, and like, as like somebody, I don't want to necessarily say they have to make it kid friendly, but I say they should make it young adult. Mm, that's fair because, that's fair. um, while you know, they're try they should be getting to use, utilize like the younger generations and stuff like that. A lot of people fall out of what they were interested in as a kid when they reached like teenagehood or like mm-hmm. young adulthood because you know school gets busy if you get like work and other stuff like that like life gets in the way and you have to there's the whole social construct of being cool or whatever I don't know if that's still a thing I haven't been in high school for a few years but like yeah, neither I have think, I. I think I think it's still a thing I don't know yeah. but yeah people lose kind of touch with like the stuff that they like like personally that happened to me um when i started when i started high school i kind of stopped getting into hockey and then i near the end of it i kind of got back into it but they need to i feel like the nhl needs to focus more on like not exactly kid friendly but young adult friendly essentially because it's kind of feel like they're shutting us out at sometimes i don't know that's just my personal opinion but then like the hangover one that was funny then this year they do whatever miami vice was like i some dude in miami i guess florida whatever and then the happy gilmore bit david pasternak are you kidding me i watched that movie once when i was like 12 i do not like that's not a piece of pop culture that a lot of maybe even the parents of the kids they brought right would like automatically recognize it was kind of funny with all marquez's caddy but if they're trying to make it more if they want to improve kind of on like viewership especially in the united states like there's a lot of stuff they need to get out of this corny era yep well well said and i I like what you said about the young adults because young adults are actually going to spend they have some have disposable income they'll be the one that are help grow the game more than kids but i I get the appeal to kids i just want to see kaya especially when it comes to this you're never going to get a a competitive all-star game because no one wants to get hurt we get that Mm -hmm. we see that in the pro bowl for nfl everything for the skills though i i'm more of a traditionalist maybe it's my age or maybe i i get excited for fastest skater for hardest shot for for accurate shot and for breakaway because those are things that actually happen in a game, mm-hmm. right? You're not trying to dunk one of your teammates or, or or trying to hit a hole in one on a golf course. So I don't know whether it's more like relays or more puck control. I I, I truly like the traditional, traditional events because it's a skills competition. It's not a unique talent competition. So yeah. just some, I, I don't know if I'm in the minority, I'd be interested to hear, you know, ultimately what your viewers and listeners think, but I'm, I'm a more traditionalist that way. Yeah, um, I kind of see that. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. Personally, I liked the dunk tank thing. I yeah. just thought because I thought it was funny. Um, <laughs> that that's one thing. Um, or last year with like the like distance shooting with the uh, in the Bellagio fountains. That was yes. cool. in St. Yeah, Louis. Yeah. They had something similar like that. You had to like, get it, the puck in the arch. Yeah. Um, I do like the more traditional skills and stuff like that. Hardest shot. I watch compilations of that from every single year. Neat. Like once a month. It's like my favorite. It's my favorite thing. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's just insane. How can you do that? Um, yeah, yeah. I yeah, I do think that the breakaway challenge they tried with like the tendy tandem thing. Yeah. To have somewhat of like an actual breakaway thing, but the only one who actually cared was Sarah Nurse, <laughs> and it was not in the nhl um um, some argue that she she could be she probably could be she could be on probably the first line for the vancouver canucks right now but um yeah that was insane the forsberg on incorsia circuit nonetheless that was nice that's like that's uh, like the rangers fan in me like screamed a little bit because like igor's that that's my guy yes How, how dare you do that to my guy but also it's sarah nurse she's awesome yeah. Uh, Do you think Igor didn't? Uh, I, I, I'll be careful. I say not because Sarah Nurse is a female, but just 
for anyone. Do you think Igor didn't try super hard? Because the goalies don't want to get hurt either. Um, What do you I, think? I feel like he still tried. Yeah. I feel like Igor probably still tried because, like, I don't know. I just feel like he wouldn't. He's just so, like, goalies are weird in the <laughs> sense that they have, they're so in their head a lot. Yes. I feel like he couldn't even let himself like slip up even if you're trying i get it like not trying right. to get injured but right um i don't know his backup won in the game tonight so <laughs> <laughs> well i well i don't want to say won him the game because it was an insane yeah. game overall calgary and yeah was, that was crazy it was crazy yeah. i i was i i watched the last bit of it after the connects game and i was yeah wow um yeah yeah uh it's, it's halak funny enough considering last year um so if the if the All Star Game comes to Vancouver, are you going? Oh, I'm going next year. To, oh, to Toronto. Toronto. Yeah. Okay, I'll come. I'll I've come ar- too then. Okay, yeah. that sounds good. I've already like I I had heard rumors that it was going to be in Toronto, like on ah. Twitter and stuff like that. And then I I already I was just like, okay, if it's in Toronto, I went this year for or last year, I guess now last fall um for the Hall of Famers Classic when. Luongo and the Sedins were getting inducted. And that was cool because I saw awesome. Luongo. I saw Luongo gritty live. That was one of my best hockey experiences. But um Is his and, gritty better than mine? You can be honest. No, yours is better. Okay, thank you. He <laughs> he you know how we call Tyler Myers Chaos Giraffe? Yes. That's essentially Roberto Luongo as a forward. Like that's the vibe. I I was just he looks like a baby giraffe learning to walk when he's playing that's, a forward. No disrespect to Roberto Luongo. He was my favorite player growing up. Um, yep, me too. Yep. But yeah. Um, yeah, that's funny. Yeah. No, uh, I'll start next year. I'm definitely going. Cool. I saw the confirmed tweet and I just copied it, sent it to my friend with like the eyes emoji and then she sent yeah. it back. So we're going. Awesome. We're going. Um, before we wrap up here, um, I just want to ask you one more question. You mentioned sure. that you have been a season ticket holder for many years. Mm-hmm. Um. Personally, when I go to the to Rogers Arena, I am uh, a creature of habit. I get Panago, and that's about it. <laughs> that's about it. Just cheese pizza brings me back to like third grade hot lunch. Like, let's go. What, in your opinion, is the best food at Rogers Arena? For me, I love the carve sandwich. The oh. yeah, the roast beef sandwich uh, or prime rib sandwich, whatever you call it. Um, and it's good. It's expensive. It's I've seen it go up from like 12 to 14 to 18. I'm sure it's like 19 bucks now, but I still get it. I think the best value, my lovely wife, Gail, she always goes to triple O's because the white spot burger, you can't go wrong. And their prices, they seem to be actually the most uh, reasonable because mm-hmm. I'm sure even your delicious cheese pinnacle pizza is pretty darn expensive, right? Yeah. I don't yeah. exactly remember. It's like seven seven dollars yeah, for one piece for yeah no it's it's insanity like event pricing for some yes. things like bc place too like i go to a lot of white caps games yep. and stuff um yeah it's insane or yeah so we know you're trying to eat before you get into the arena there's so many mm-hmm. places to eat downtown but sometimes you're running late or you just get hungry again because you're so excited and raptured by the game so yes if i have to and if i have the means and i have the time i will get myself a carve sandwich Yes, that is. I I've seen them before. I've they look they look interesting. I don't know. I I get like super anxious when I go to games, so I'm like yep. I don't eat a lot when I'm at the games. Um, sometimes I had triplos once. I think. Yep. I well, I'll tell you what. Next game that we're at together, I'm treating you to a car sandwich. How does that sound? Pinky swear. <laughs> Pinky swear. Awesome, awesome. That will be great. Thank you. Thank, you're thank, welcome thank you clay um yeah no uh anyway thank you for joining me on the inaugural episode of growing the game um where can everybody find you and also you should subscribe to him on youtube well thank you and same to you i uh, subscribe to kaya i'm at cannot clay both on twitter and on youtube my i have an instagram it's my full name clayton emo i m o o but less connect stuff there that's more family faith uh, i do all my connect stuff on twitter and on youtube yes yes all right thank you very much for joining me and um yeah it's been a great it's been great chatting with you you too and good luck well i can't wait to see the way this podcast and the show grows so good luck to you kaya thank you All right, everyone, your obscure fact of the day. Now, a Vancouver Canucks goaltender has never scored their own goal, but a goalie goal has been scored against the Vancouver Canucks. 
On March 10th, 2002, Evgeny Nabokov of the San Jose Sharks made it seven, finished off a 7-4 game with a power play goal against us. Um, yeah, it was a goalie. A goalie scored a goal on us. Of course, of course they did. It's the Vancouver Canucks. Of course, every, of, of course everything went wrong. Um, but yeah, there's your obscure fact of the day. I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode, the very first episode of Growing the Game. You can follow us at GTGPod, that's G-T-G-P-O-D, on Twitter, uh, subscribe to us on YouTube, and follow on your various podcast platforms, whichever one you may prefer. Uh, rate, review, likes, always appreciated, you know algorithms and whatnot. Uh, you can find me at RealKayame on Twitter. And yeah, hope you enjoyed and hope to see you again soon. Goodbye, everybody.